Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Trail Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, I lost my tra- I lost track there for a second. <laughs> Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, who's with us tonight, <laughs> like normal as always. <laughs> Belena Mahar, Jane Jewell, I kind of kind of mix mix this up once in a while. <laughs> da- Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, who is also with us tonight as normal. Craig Michelle, <laughs> who will be on the show soon. The Geo Gearheads, who will also be on the show soon. Zach Fick. The Deadliest Cashers, Tim Turrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, D and David Vickery, Adam Labanowski, and our new patrons, Lori Post, Peter Stepanek, and the NoCo Geocachers, Northern Colorado Geocachers. If you'd like to become a patron and get on this crazy list and other things, head on over to patreon.com slash geocachetalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let's get cranked Woo. up. Woo! Get <laughs> that was a the- long one. Love the patrons, and we've said that, but we always wanted to say that. We love the patrons. We really do. We really appreciate uh, you guys being a part of the family. Uh, so let me start by welcoming our co- my co-hosts, Sydney Sawyer. Hello, everybody. Back from her mega we're going to talk about tonight, and Jesse Lunsford. Good evening. Who is now a Munzee King Oh, jump right into that, huh? <laughs> you were bragging about it all yeah, day. Yeah, if you're, if you're going to brag about it, you got to, you know. Uh, that was bragging yesterday. I didn't brag today. That's oh, well, true. I just saw it today, so. Yeah, he was a he was a monster. 25,000 points, but this isn't. We're, we're going to talk about Munzee and topic. Yeah, it but uh, are you <laughs> talking about today or yesterday? <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, it was incredible. Okay. It's a, it's a There's some day. new stats out there, but we won't even talk about those right now. That was a, that was a big day. Um, so mm-hmm. um, and we are going to do a show about geocaching in Munzee. And what's interesting, um, there will be a lot of cool things, I think, about it um, because I think there's more to it than I think people 
realize. And I actually, um, there's a lot of positives I think that help geocaching. Well, and like I said, I'm not going to spoil uh, that show, but there's a lot of there's a lot of positives for for geocaching because of it, and that's uh, a little snippet of what's going to come in the future uh, for that show. So. Anyway, <clears throat> that's coming up a few weeks in the future. But tonight, we're going to talk about the uh, 2017 ASP Geocaching Mega. But before that, we have some big news uh, that we want to talk about. And it's sort of a preview for next week. So, Jesse, give us a little update. of. Yeah, so we have something that we're pretty excited about. We've launched a new it's a tab or page, whatever, on Geocache Talk. But it's our new blog. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really neat. We don't want to get into all the details for next week, but the first full blog uh, post is up. And if you check the details on it, there's ways for all the listeners to get involved with this. Which is so This is going to be more of a collective, which we're not going to – Yeah, won't get into all of that, but, you know, just like uh, appreciating the patrons, we appreciate all the listeners. Mm -hmm. And this is more of a community and a group of friends, so we want everybody to be able to get involved in this. I think it's going to be really exciting and – um, do we want to, I guess I'm trying not to spoil next week. That's hard, isn't it? Cause I'm kind well, of excited about it. So. That's all right. We, we can talk about who we're tell, talk a little bit about, uh, who we're having on next week. We, we switched, we switched gears a little bit. We moved the, the discussion about the, uh, TL1, 201 geocaches, 201 geocaches to find before you die. We moved it back in the schedule a little bit. So we moved up our discussion about the blog. So talk a little bit about next week a little bit. Okay. So Sarah Murphy will be on and uh, she's been blogging for a while and she has really great blogs. And most of the listeners have probably heard of her before, uh, heard of her as geocaching junkie. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've probably seen her around before Uh, a good hint to where she's coming from, which is pretty interesting is that our show will be early next week. Yeah. So that's yeah. Yeah. So that that's a pretty good hint that she's across the pond, so to speak. But uh, her her blogs are great. She's been blogging for a while, and I think she's going to add a, a good new element. Uh, Geocache Talk has always been about trying to get all the different forms of media, so vlogs, blogs, mm-hmm. podcasts, all, all of it, YouTube. We're trying to hit it all. So this is another big element of the show, and I think it's going to be really good, and I think everybody should tune in next week to, to get an idea of what exactly she's got in store because, of course, it won't be just a normal blog. Right. So, Exactly. Yeah. And that's something um, Sarah's been on the show now, actually a couple of times. She was on for podcast of hope and I had her on uh, early on in the show as well. But um, yeah, since she's in Ireland, we're moving next week's show up to 3 p.m. So yeah, next week, Sunday, 3 p.m. Join us in the chat room. We're going to talk more uh, with her and get some more information because um, we got, like I said, there's we got some more things about her blog that we want to share uh, about her blog. And then also about our blog will all be, be discussed. And we're going to talk a little bit also about some of her latest. Um, she went to a giga recently and just cool stuff that Sarah's doing over in Ireland. So in Europe, uh, so looking forward Can't gloss to over the fact that you just said she went to a giga. I know. It's like no big deal. No big deal. It's just a giga. It's, uh, yeah, for them, it's nothing over there. Yeah, it's I don't like, see anybody that's been to one. 
Well, going to an event in Europe is so much easier. It's, it's so small over there that you could just drive like an hour and be through like three countries, I think, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's going to be a challenge over there. How many countries in one day, I'm sure. I heard that someone did like 12 in a day or something like that, I heard. Oh my gosh. I don't know oh, how state, accurate that is. Countries. I, yeah, they, they still have a border. It's not like it just, it's just well, yeah, but and the things you know, like EU in the EU, people can move pretty pretty quick through 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 uh, through countries. I mean, they they move pretty quick if you're, especially if you're an EU citizen, you can get through the EU portion pretty quickly. So mm. anyway, one so, day, uh, yes, <laughs> right. So all right, so a couple news items, then we're going to get into the topic for tonight. So. Geocache Talk is now available on Amazon's Alexa. So I know it's a weird note, but it's kind of cool. So you it's um you can if you have an Amazon Alexa, you can now like tell Alexa to play Geocache Talk and it'll play it'll play the podcast. So you know, Alexa. If somebody, 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 turn your Alexa, get your Alexa ready. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask it to play. So you ready? Here we go. Alexa, ask Podbean to play the podcast Geocache Talk, and it would just have started just like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of. I, I actually have one of these, so I'll have to try it out. <laughs> Got to play with it and try it out. So yeah. Um. Maybe yeah. that'll start the show next week. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I'll just have it set up over here. So you can tell it to play, and you can tell it like play. Um, um, I think you can if you get real good at it, you can tell it like which episode you want to play. I don't know if it's like show forty nine. If you play show forty nine or whatever, you have to kind of play with it a little bit to figure it out. But anyway, so Alexa is now doing geocache talk podcast so i thought that was kind of cool um and another quick note we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this but i do want to mention that there have been some core improvements to the geocaching app and so um it's called 5.3 and if you you have the new version of the geocaching app they've got some new things um I didn't realize they didn't have this before, but you can set your preferred distance units, so imperial or metric. Um, I assume that was already there. I, I didn't realize it wasn't. And you can turn off the dreaded 30-foot warning when approaching a cache, <laughs> which I know people. some people hate it. And uh, <laughs> so... Here's how little I use that app. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, so, so I know Sydney. Uh, Sydney's mentioned before the show she hates that little stupid thirty foot warning thing. Well, I, so I don't really use the app either. I mostly just use it for messages. But occasionally, I'll just go on there to see if it, you know, just to check something out. Like if I'm right at a cache, I don't know. And then I click it, and then this warning pops up. I'm like, I see the cache right there. Obviously, I don't need your warning to tell me warning. within thirty feet. In the chat room, it doesn't look like a lot of people are using that app. CGO, of course, and Cashly. Yeah, and CGO. Somebody said it won't even work on their iPhone four anyway. Oh right, yeah, no, that's true. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, 
which, by the way, since we've one of our sponsors is Cashly, we are going to mention, this is a good opportunity to mention it, is that Nick is going to be on the show, but we're waiting because uh, Nick's such a great friend of the show. Um, we're going to wait until right either right before 3.0 comes out or right after 3.0 comes out because Cashly is uh, Nick is working on getting Cashly 3.0 ready and so we want to really coincide a, a show right at that time so we've actually kind of we're kind of got we got Nick on sort of uh, floating right now we're not sure what show he's going to be on but we've kind of we're checking with him periodically to see when would be best to have him on so if you're wondering you know why hasn't Nick been back on the show yet it's because we're kind of waiting to get to a point where we can kind of get him back on the show at a, at a really perfect time so um, anyway in the show notes there's a link I'm sure y'all have read um, some things about it I, I the other thing I want to mention because um, we're not gonna, again we're, we're going to talk about other things tonight but what do, what do you what do you two think about this um, fact that they're now enforcing the rules and when you find either uh, cash uh, attend an event I didn't realize you could do you could like mark yourself attended more than once uh, webcam photo I mean I didn't realize you could do that one more than once or um, a will attend. Uh, anyway, so apparently you can't do those anymore as duplicate logs. If you attempt to do a duplicate of it, it automatically changes it to notes. So, what do y'all think? Um, I am super un- unexcited. <laughs> <laughs> Out of well, all the things, and they actually have been doing some updates lately. So I'm hoping that's leading to bigger things. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not mad about the updates they did to the the website mm-hmm. right. it's, it's it's still in the initial stages so i think it'll be made a little more colorful eventually it's a big white page right now right. but i think some of it is, is improvements definitely it's it's updated um why they would care much about double logs i mean there's so many ways to take care of that anyway hopefully that's they're doing that and we'll find out why later because it's a big improvement for something else mm-hmm. um it's not retroactive which is good because I know in the past, like there's a where I see it with conflict is there's one virtual that's called the Population Center or Population Bullseye Center, right? And it was one virtual that was placed. But if you go to the the Population Center and it's listed out on there in all 50 states, you mm-hmm. can claim it more than once. It's a really old one or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know in events before people would do temporary caches before lab caches came out, right? And they would let you log it multiple times based on I found this cache here, like like at MoGA, those little caches or whatever. So that's the only reason why I know people did it intentionally before. Sure. So surely they're not doing all this computer work just because of that old practice. So it's got to be something more to it, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I. I yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the reasoning. I, I, I haven't heard people complain about this because usually that's why they change things or they're trying to improve something but i haven't heard much complaints about oh the double logs or whatever but i i don't see it as being a big problem for me but i i mean i could i don't care either way really (laughs) right I i mean i if some people want to do that go ahead i don't personally do that 
unless it's like some extenuating circumstance. Mm-hmm. But I mean, everybody plays their own way. I could care less what yeah. anybody else does. I couldn't imagine that actually makes a difference to anybody. Sure. Well, like you said, maybe this is a precursor to some other changes that we do like or we really care about coming up soon. Maybe, you know, we got the change at the top. You know, we've got a new, uh, you know, Jeremy's not uh, been switched roles. And, and so now, you know, maybe, um, you know, it's, it's always possible. So we'll, we'll wait and see. So I'll, uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed for an update to where it goes and then then I'll be happy. <laughs> They're a little behind. A little behind. Well, yeah. Yeah. That, you, yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Hopefully people are doing where I go is using like a really good app like your I go or some other something else. There's there's a couple of good ones out there, but that's for another show. Yeah. All right. Um, we're here tonight to talk about the 2017 ASP Geobash Mega and get a recap of the weekend from Sydney. So. Sydney, um, we're going to ask you some questions, and you can give us give us some uh, info here in a minute. But it was this weekend, and it was at so people will know it was at this uh, Allegheny State Park. That's why it's ASP mm-hmm. uh, Allegheny State Park. Um, it was the twelfth year, and we talked about a lot of this. I don't want to go into a lot of detail because we did talk about this a few shows ago um, uh, with. Um, Devin. Devin. Devin C. Yep. <laughs> I, I had the C part in my head. I was thinking it was Devin C. Yep. So how was, um, kind of walk us through some of the beginnings of getting to Allegheny State Park this year. Um, and, and what was your initial uh, reaction to the weekend? And then we'll get into all the details as we go. Sure. So. Sure. So I, I know I mentioned this before, but this, uh, ASP Mega, it's at a state park. Um, so a big portion of the event is that people go for the whole weekend or four days or whatever, and they camp. So we stayed in a tent uh, at the campgrounds at the park for the weekend. Uh, I saw a lot of trackable cars in the campgrounds, so it seemed a lot of people were doing that. I saw a lot of people from Canada come, people from Pennsylvania, Ohio, like Massachusetts, I saw a couple people. So people come from all over to come to this. Um, now, now, it's interesting you mentioned before the show about <clears throat> the fact that because of the uniqueness of Allegheny State Park, I mean, it's it's <clears throat> it's not a state park next to a big town or something like, you know, possible. I mean, you're kind of out a little bit into the, uh, you're roughing it a little bit out there. And so you had no, you had no cell service. Of course, you knew that going into it. So... You had to, if you wanted to discover a lot of those trackables that are on cars and such, you had to kind of take a photo and do it later, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. So like Gary said, it's it's not a state park that's right next to a big city. It is probably the first or second biggest state park in the state of New York. It's right along the border of Pennsylvania. And it's in the middle of nowhere. Like at the campgrounds where we were staying, you get no cell phone service whatsoever. So I was I was trying to meet up with friends. And I'm like, well, you can't really text me when you're coming or where you are because 
I won't get your text because I don't have cell service. So that that's an interesting part that you definitely need to prepare for. Like I had all my caches saved offline. Mm -hmm. That's cool though. I mean, ahead of time. That's that's very unique. Now your GPS will still work on your phone, in case anybody wonders or has never been to a point where. Uh, I've done that before. Susan and I have gone out to the middle of nowhere, but I did uh, off do an offline list um, with you know with like Crashly, and then just kept it. And then so your GPS will work if you had to use it, but hopefully you have you know a GPS of some sort. Here's my GPS, so I have a Garmin, my little cute little Garmin. What would what were you using, uh, Sydney, for your so I had I brought both. I have a, a Garmin E-Trex that I brought as well as my phone. Um, okay. So I had both just in case, uh, but mostly I was just using my phone because it's just easier for me. Yeah, personally. Well, that's the cool thing about offline lists too is you can put all your put all in there and just go from there. So right, is but the the hard part is mm -hmm. they published a bunch of new caches for this oh. that published like the day of. So that's the hard part since there's no cell service. Right. Um, you can't, I mean, you can find somewhere to download them. Like there's some spots in the park where you get decent enough service and then you can save them. But they, they also post like a list at the event uh, site with the coordinates. So you could type them in if you really wanted to. Oh, okay. But that's, that's cool. That's, that's one of the most challenging parts about it is that you don't have signal. So, speaking of being somewhere all the well not all the time but some of the time out in the middle of nowhere jesse you you sometimes get out in the middle of nowhere what what what's and your I use a phone all the time do you so, oh, so yeah. you just offline lists is your yeah is your offline thing? list we have actually we have three gps units right. one still brand new in the box uh <laughs> that we won at a mega event and i don't know how to use it that's fine and and i've never we never yeah we never use a gps the phone works. Uh, it gets close enough, even out deep, deep in the mountains, mm -hmm. and you have to download them to offline list, just like a GPS. If you're going to be, yep. you know, out of cell service anyway, so I'd okay. rather also have a camera since I also have my phone there anyway. So no, that's good. Yeah, that's you know, and with like we did too. That's that's kind of what we do. But and uh, where I goes, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the where I go app works offline as well. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, now, a couple of things that you didn't get to go, you didn't get to go to, but we'll kind of mention, and that is that um, the weekend starts on a Thursday night. They do a pizza, at least this time around, they did a pizza and mountain pies. It's kind of cool event, um, and then they do a bonfire. Correct. Right. So Friday night, traditionally, I think for the whole time they've had this event, they have a, a bonfire meet and greet style event. Um, and they have usually a musician or band come in and play and they make a big bonfire and you sit around and chat. And then um, Friday night, they post new night caches. Okay, so a lot cool. of people go to the bonfire, hang out for a while and then go find the night caches when they're published. Did you go to the night caches? Unfortunately not. Oh, I had. Sydney. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, stop so, the show. That's okay. it tonight. Thanks everybody That's it. for going home. That's it. Uh, you know, I, I you can... have a, I have an excuse though. I'm just kidding. I, Go ahead. I, uh, so I actually didn't get to the park until 11:30 p.m. on Friday. 
Oh. So. So when, night cash is not allowed after 1130? Well, I, <laughs> I drove. My little sister had a dance recital in Buffalo at 7 p.m. on Friday. Oh, and wow. that thing lasted three hours. And then I drove to Allegheny two wow. hours from Buffalo. Wow. So yeah. I was driving a lot and it was late and I was just like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> I don't blame you. Why did you pull out the family card? Now we can't make fun of you. That's, uh, not, uh, that's not fair. <laughs> that was really sweet of you to do that, Sydney. Very good of yeah. you. It always seems they happen on the same weekend. It's really. Oh, which, which brings us the, to the... the recital and the ASP are on the same weekend every year. Every year. Which, yep. brings me, which brings me to my next question, which is everybody's wondering, did it rain? No. Oh, wow. What no a, rain. One of, of the few times it doesn't rain at ASP. Well, that's a shock. I know. I think it, uh, it's rained. Well, every year that I've been there, which is the past three years, except this year, it's rained the past two, but people oh. are saying it's it's like that's just how it is. So this year it was actually really sunny and warm and no rain, so everybody was all happy and oh, very cool. Well, awesome. Well, um, so you got there late, so tell us a little bit about Saturday. What 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 all happened? Um start at the beginning on Saturday. Okay, so Saturday morning, I actually did some volunteering at the pre-order pickup table. Cool. I got to to chat with a lot of people that were coming up and picking up their stuff. I got mm -hmm. this lovely bag for volunteering. Yes, check out the and, bag. And some other, some other goodies. They had a, a special volunteer path tag that, that I got. So oh, cool. That's awesome. That was fun. Yeah. And um, they also way, had... That's a good way to meet people, like you said, that... You might not be able to, because this 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 particular mega doesn't have a lot of. It's not like a Woodstock or some of the other ones. It's not really designed to for that kind of thing. So, th like you said, this probably was a good chance for you to kind of mingle and get to meet some people um, that are hopefully listen to the show. Hopefully, yeah, a lot of people came up to me and. Uh, and said, oh, you're the U.S. Geocaching Hour person, or you're on that podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. And so it, it, <laughs> was, cool. it was fun. And Did they you were see Adam there? Yeah, He's Adam was there. Right oh, there you go. Yeah. Awesome. He, he, was, he was volunteering at the, the ammo can toss, which, <laughs> which is another right. traditional ASP activity that they have. <laughs> so talk a little bit about in case people missed the other show, but talk a little bit about the ammo can toss. This is great. Right. So they have um three different size ammo cans. So they kind of break you up into groups. They have the men throw one size ammo can, the women throw a, a smaller one, and then they have a kids one, which is just like a little tiny one. And they put like rocks and stuff in it. So you have to get up and you have to chuck this ammo can as far as you can. And then Adam would run out there with your little flag and put the flag in the ground where it landed. And then whoever threw it the furthest gets a special prize. How long does one ammo can last before they need to replace it with the next I, ammo can? I, I think they, they were all still in good condition. Wow. I think they've had them for a few years, actually. Those yeah. things are hefty. Yeah, they're made to last. So I guess so. Milita yeah, military grade, they're probably they are pretty solid because I guess they're they're ready to be used, you know, out in combat. So well, very yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I didn't mean to de derail you. So okay, so it's okay. Pre-order pickup table, and then some other cool stuff about 
the table, I guess, or what you did from right. There. So they had some really cool swag. I ordered a bunch of stuff. I have the hoodie on right now. Sweet, I love it's it. Got a little a little bobcat on it with the campfire. Yeah, and um, they had they had a set of path tags that I got. They had geo coins that I got. They had all sorts of stuff. So here, let me I'll give you a little peek at what the geo coins yep. look like. I got one here. So cool. here is the GeoCoin. I don't know if you can see it. I'm not very yeah. good at this. You're okay. Back up. Back there's up a, a Bobcat on there. Come back to touch. There you go. Perfect. Stop right there. Woo-hoo. It's got uh, some, some glitter on it. not quite, but that's okay. Yep. I like that no, one. No, not. And then actually on the back, let me see if I can show you the back at all. I'm, like I said, not good at this yet. Oh, Plus cool. my camera is reversed, so I, I like move my hand one way. Yep. No, you're good. It's got a campfire. Yes. And then this up here at the top is actually the shape of the park itself. Oh, okay. The, on the top of the geocoin. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's a cool idea. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so that's the a, coins that's a, this year are, are really a, nice. That's a big coin, too. I mean, that's a. They always make really big ones, and okay, they're well, really good. thick. Yeah, I like the. Yeah, I've got the one. I got the one ASP which is coin. which is really nice, and I also got the the night cash version, which we talked about yeah. on the other episode. So that one actually glows in the dark. Oh, Ooh, that's, that's cool. very cool. so that's pretty nifty. That would be hard to show, so maybe I'll take a picture and post it on Twitter or something if someone really wants to see. Gary's looking for his coin. That's right. He's got to show off his coins now. I, I found it. Well, no, I just need to find it because it's because th- th- these are. I've shown it before. I won't this take a lot of time. Yeah, that one. The ASP one. Oh, wait. No, this this is a different one. That's a different one. Yep. That one's cool, too. Yep. And, yeah. They have in their... It's a big, thick coins, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they they do a great job. These are probably Chris Mackey designed, I'm sure. I believe so, yeah. They're awesome. really nice. So coins, a sweatshirt, the bag behind you. You, you kind of cleaned up on yeah. I'm some I, other I, swag, I too, right? spent a lot of money on stuff. <laughs> I think we predicted that. You saved, <laughs> you saved up for it. That's okay. You were ready. This is your mega for the year, right? I mean, this is your... Right. This is the main one that I, I go to every year because it's so yeah. close. Yeah, very cool. cool. So what? Um, so you said you bought these, of course, from the, the regular store. Who else right. was, Who else did you see there? Um, so they had um, Red Hat geocaching store. Yep. They make a lot of shirts and hats. So they were there. They had a whole whole table with a bunch of bins set out with different shirts with different slogans like I don't know, geocachers know the best place to hide a body and mm-hmm. you know some <laughs> other little funky ones like that. Um and then Space Coast Geocaching Store was also there. So that was awesome. They had like three or four tables full of trackables and geocoins and cache mm-hmm. containers and pretty much Anything you could possibly imagine. So I bought quite a few things from <laughs> from them. It's hard too. to walk by their table without finding something that you want to take oh, home. I know. They Isn't had so true? much good stuff. They have great stuff. Love space. They, I bought this this bison tube that's about as big around as Right. I don't know. Giganto, yeah. Like a geocoin, I guess. And it's like three three inches tall. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but I just I just had to have it. <laughs> 
that that actually can hold swag. It's big enough you can actually put yeah. like, literally path tags or other swag inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking I might actually put my path tags in there, and mm-hmm. then instead of just like the little bag, and then just take that with me. Oh yeah, there you go. Very cool. So what else did you have up there? Was there breakout sessions? Not like the there was a one. couple no, actually. Yeah. Right. So I think they had um, like an Earth Cash session, but I didn't get a chance to go to that one. Um, but the one I did go to, they had a Q and A with some of the local reviewers. Oh, very um, cool. So that was interesting. Um, so people were just asking questions about, you know, different processes or stuff like that. And they would, they would answer. And um, at the end, they gave away a couple prizes. And uh, also Ben and Jamie, the lackeys, uh, oh. were also at the event with their, their two-year-old daughter. Cool. Interesting fact. They're, <laughs> two-year-old has attended eight mega events whoa wow that, that's awesome i'm impressed they, i thought they that got was, me beat <laughs> yeah that, that was that was interesting but I, I got i was able to talk to ben he said he would be on the show okay so oh. look forward to that everyone we're gonna we'll try and get him on we'll hold him to that yeah I, he gave me his business card so i'm gonna hold him to it cool and then I'm going to frame the business card. So, you know. <laughs> Did, so they, get out of she was like, can you or... sign this for me, please? Yeah, really? No, I didn't, though. Did they give out the lackey tags there, too? Did you get his? or? Did I you... have the lackey tags. Cool. I, like awesome. I said, I'm bad at showing this, but here Show's is. the lackey tag. Yep. They're always cool. Here's Ben's tag and Jamie's tag. I can't. I'm I'm terrible. I'm sorry, people that are watching this. I'm just not good at that. Doing good. Adam mentioned in the chat room there was a geocoin and path tag design seminar. Oh. Oh yes, yes. I heard that too. I didn't get to go to that one either. That would probably be pretty cool to go to though if you had time. I know they have a lot of them and yeah. a lot of those things. They have they have qu- actually quite a lot of stuff going on, but I was just. Like I said, I volunteered in the morning, so then I was kind of catching up on the other stuff that people were doing in the morning that I was kind of doing later in the day. Right. right. With all of that, did you have time to go after the lab caches? Oh, yes. Um, So after I volunteered, um, we went and did the lab caches. They were uh, 10 gadget caches, and some of them were really hard. Um. That's cool. Like one of them was, let me see if I can explain this to you guys. There was a PVC pipe with um, a pill uh, container in it, but the the PVC pipe had holes drilled in it and other pieces of PVC stuck in the holes with locks in them. So you couldn't get the PVC or the, the right. pill container out. Mm-hmm. And then, so you had to figure out the combination to these locks to get the pieces of PVC pipe out so you could get the code word out of it gotcha oh, cool. and there there were some people in there working on that for like an hour i think wow. sitting there nice that was i i think the hardest one that's cool so you got all 10 yeah and it was kind of cool because they were all like around uh the main event area like you didn't have to go drive elsewhere you could just walk around the main area yeah that's that's 
a cool idea, you know. Um, at least lately, at least the last two that Jesse and I went to, you had to go places. I mean, we went all over town. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is different because this is you know in a park, so I can kind of see why they don't want you to go too far. But I don't. Um, so I think Jesse would. I don't know if I would spend an hour trying to get a lab cash, but I guess yeah, I would. Well, the, the thing. So the the problem was so people are sitting there trying to figure this out, and then you start getting a line. Yeah, like of people waiting. So like the pressure is on. Right. You have all these people watching you, and That's people chiming in with what they think it is. So for some of them, I had to just come back later because right. there's yeah. just a huge line, and I had other stuff I wanted to do. So I've seen that at uh, if anybody's seen the video uh, from Joshua on it was Woodstock 13. They were doing the gadget caches. They were lab caches around the area. And there's, 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 there's pathways and there's all, there's a big line waiting to get, you know, get their, get their turn. So no, no, I think you were, you, you, yeah, I I think I'd have done what you do. Come back, come back a little later and give it a shot. So. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the only way when you have that many people going caching at a mega is not the same as normal because you know, there's only so much space for, a thousand people to be cashing in an area, you're going to line up pretty, pretty quickly. Well, right. very unique. I mean, well, I mean, not very. Unique. It's it's different. Like you said, it's you're in a, such a you're in a state park in a rural area, so um, it's not like fourteener because we you know you're in a well it's a, it's a suburb, but still it's you're pretty much in the city. Yeah, I mean it, it, you know, and so. Um, but I like the way that they that you guys did it up in Denver, Jesse, with the different uh, the beer tour and the different kind of thing. you kind of incorporated you incorporated the area into the into the to the lab caches and everything. I think that's kind of neat. You know, Moga was like that um, this year's Texas Challenge. I know they've done the same thing over the, of a few years. But the idea of incorporating the the flavor of the city within mm-hmm. the lab caches. Now this is different because you're at the same park every year. Now are they going to have a same park? Are they going to have it back there again next year too? Yeah. Okay. They, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. They, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. That's We're fine. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> All right. You're, jump, Keep, you're jumping ahead, Gary. I'm sorry. I won't get to that. I won't get to that. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, very cool. <coughs> Keep going. But, before we move on, there was there were some other games, right, that you were going to talk about? Right. So so I already mentioned um, the Ammo Can Toss. <laughs> um, they also had a, a kids coloring contest. Um, they had a creative cash contest, so people bring in their creative caches, and then I guess people vote on – I'm not sure. I didn't get to check that out. Um, they I don't know if people vote or if there's judges. Um but but that's kind of cool. Um, and then they have like a, a geo bingo where you go, you have the little bingo board and it has different things on it. So you have to go around and talk to people and say, hey, have you done any of these things on my bingo board? I like uh, that one. So uh, a lot of people eventually at one point, I some people had come up to the table where I was volunteering and said, hey, can you sign any of these? And then I said, yeah, I can sign this one. Um, and then I guess that word spread that oh, I yeah. was one of the people that could sign that square and people were like, you, 
I need you to sign my bingo square <laughs> for me. And I was like, all right, sure. What was the square? Like um, it was like Jesse have hidden um, a traditional and unknown, a multi, a where I go and an earth cash. Oh, that was, I think the one it I was. that was, I was thinking it was going to be the tattoo square. Yeah. That actually was not on there. That's what I was thinking of. Cause when word got out that Jesse had, it was a human trackable. <laughs> they were just right. Which worked great because everybody was coming to the geocache talk table because they're all looking for jesse to sign the square his bingo his bingo square and the question came up about the lab caches too and this is a good one uh were they secured to the location or could they could they move away no they weren't secured oh you got some good trustworthy I mean, cashers up there then they, they didn't have i didn't i didn't hear about any issues like they were all still there i went back for the two really hard ones at like six o'clock and they were still there and they still worked and everything. So yeah. Adam says, no Adam problem. said he, he was signing the discovered over 200 trackables. That's, that's right. A, they had a couple score. really hard ones that only a few people had, had done. So they were like, Oh, it's that guy over there that needs to sign this square. <laughs> and, and that's the person that needs to sign. It was really funny. That's fun. Like they had one for, um, has found over 8,000 caches. And I think maybe only like one or two people at the event. I, I don't know for sure, but that's what I heard. But there was only like two people that that's could fill a certain yeah, square. I say, that's, that's quite a few. I mean. Yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, they had some really hard ones on there. That's cool though. Those are always good icebreakers for people that are not used to, to walking around a big event or maybe this is their first event and they don't, or if they're from out of town and don't know anybody there. I like that bingo card. They actually do that at some of the bigger non-mega events around here, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very popular game. I know a lot of events around here that do it. And then um, if you completed your your card, you get a free raffle for a free raffle ticket to put in for the prizes. I I think it worked great, too. Jesse probably backed me up on this, too. The fact that we had people who maybe... Would see our, they'd see the geocache talk table, but they're like, mm-hmm. I don't really want, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say because we usually, are, you know, I had books to sell, but but normally we a, a media table doesn't really have, you know, most of the media tables don't have anything they're selling per se, but if they're not familiar with the show, they're kind of like, well, I don't know really know what to say, and so we had a lot of people come up and wanted. They're doing the bingo, which gave us opportunities to to tell them a little bit about the show and like, oh, <clears throat> so some people are like very interested, like, oh, we've never heard of this. You know, well, we get a lot of people like that. They're just just finding the show, but they were just starstruck, Gary. They couldn't no. they couldn't approach you, and they needed that icebreaker to approach you. No. They they were getting sweaty, and you know they couldn't <laughs> couldn't talk to you. No, none of that. But uh, we had. But what was interesting was is that 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 really does give a chance for people to talk. Uh, and yeah, uh, really does. So it does, and everybody's different. You know, some people are fine in that situation. Some people need that icebreaker, and it. You know, you can walk up to anybody, and it's absolutely normal in a group of five hundred people if you've got that sheet in your hand. So it's good. It's a good one to do. Right. Now, did they do something similar? Um, Do they have a silent auction or do they kind of do some kind of... MOGA is really big about their raffle things huge. But like a Texas challenge, 
they do like a silent auction. What, what, how do they do things uh, at ASP? So they had a few things. The, the biggest one is like the, your pick a prize style. They have a bunch of tables, I think like maybe six or so tables full of prizes. And then you buy some raffle tickets and you put them in the bag for whatever mm. you want to try and win. Right. Um, so they had a lot of stuff for that. Like people donated camping supplies or geo coins or t-shirts or a whole slew of different stuff and not just geocaching stuff either. Like they had some nice paintings and some like restaurant gift certificates and stuff like that. Um, very cool. And then they also have a silent auction. So they have the prize there and then you, you write down what you're willing to pay for it. And then whoever bids the most gets it. So that's kind of interesting as well, but I didn't do any of that because those prices were up really high mm -hmm. when I got there. Well, it, it works good for these uh, different megas because they do. It's a, it's a good way to raise money. You know, I, I know that the different ones we've been to, they they do end up because they usually are all donated items. So, mm -hmm. yep. So it's very it's a cool idea. And if they have a charity like uh, like Moga yes. did, I don't know. Mm -hmm. that's a good way to yeah they start getting the people are okay putting a little higher price on the silent auction when they know it's going to charity right yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah i know that and um ryan's going to give us an update uh eventually about moga as far as what what they end up giving what they end up giving for charity because he wants to get the last he wants to get an actual final number before he give it to us so we can give people an idea uh because that's such a great thing that the these megas do right Absolutely. So outside of all this, did you have much time to, to get many geocaches? I, I got a couple. Um, the, the, the main highlights for me was a couple months ago, there was three new earth caches published at the park. So I, I did two of those. So that was really cool. One was about fossils. So I guess the, the one Creek in, in the park, has a lot of fossils in it. So that was kind of cool. You got to go down there and look on the, all the rocks for different kinds of fossils. So that was fun. That's cool. Did you have those downloaded before you went or did you have to sneak somewhere to get those downloaded? No, I had those downloaded. Like I said, it was a couple, a couple months ago that they were published. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like really recently. Um, so I had those ahead of time. What was your, and not to skip ahead too far, but what was your favorite part of the event? So um, later in the day, um, about six o'clock, they had a, a path tag and path tag trading kind of event. Um, so everybody that has a personal path tag uh, goes there and they, they clear out the room of all the tables and you can go there and trade your path tags with everybody. So this this is only a few of the path tags I have that I got traded. There's about a whole probably, bag of them. That's cool. Yeah, a whole bag. Like <laughs> I think I got two dozen maybe. Awesome. Um, that I traded for. Um, and they also were playing something new, path tag uh, LCR. So I don't know if you, anyone's ever heard of it, but left, right, center is what it's called. So mm -hmm. you you have a buy in. And for the path tag one, you have to bring three path tags, and that's like your 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 bid for this game, right? So you roll the dice, and if you get an L, you have to pass one path tag to the left. If you roll an R on the dice, you have to pass one to the right. And if you roll a C, you have to put one in the center. And then there's there's 
sides on the die that are just dots. So that that's good. That means you get to keep your path eggs. So the last person to have one tag left wins the whole pot of path oh, tags. Wow. So you end up with like, you know, 30 path tags or so from everybody else. How many people were sitting around the table at one time? Um, I think anywhere from like seven to 10, somewhere around there. So that could be a good amount of path tags. Right. So, but, but you're, you're risking it. You got like a one out of 10 chance or one out of seven chance of, of winning. I, I didn't win, unfortunately, but it was still fun. <laughs> well, but you're, you're risking three path tags, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's not bad. I mean, for three path tags, it's worth it. Worth fun. It's a fun game. Enter- entertaining for three path tags, right? Yeah, it was fun. It'd be a little harder to risk three geocoins, I think. Yeah, that's they do sure. do it with geocoins, and yeah. I would not want to do that. That's the high stakes table, though. <laughs> that's so. the high stakes. That's for sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, so. You could with the, with the with that geocoin one, I'm, I assume it'd be whatever you have geocoin wise, right? I mean, most people don't have personal geocoins. So I guess some people do, but right. <clears throat> kind of mm, cool, it'd still be hard to part with three geocoins like that, even on a gamble. It'd be I nice know. to walk away with like thirty, but yeah, that is cool. That's something that like Coon and Bud would do. He's he's you know, there's some people that are like. They're like really into coins. I mean, like really into them. Like we all love them. I got some. We all have some. But mm-hmm. certain people are like really love them. <laughs> yeah, is, salty in the chat room mentioned geocoin poker. Have you ever seen that happen at Omega? I, I've never been brave. I think they did that at Woodstock, didn't they? At, uh, not at yeah. the day of the Mega, but at one of the pre- prior events. I think yeah. they had that. They did that at the um, at the pre uh, the pre registration, didn't they, Jesse? At that event? oh yeah, they did. They did do that. Yeah, I didn't get to stick around for it, but I, yeah, they did do that. And I saw it at the uh, GeoCoin Fest in Nebraska. Okay, yeah, there too. So that comes down to skill at that point. You you've got to be a decent poker player, and and then you're going to walk away with some some coins or not, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you bring you you bring ones you can get you you don't mind getting rid of, you don't mind losing. I guess that's the idea, right? So. Right. And still, because <laughs> those are expensive. Path eggs are you know, yeah, like less than a dollar each or something. Yeah, or so coins are like that would be hard. Yeah, at the at the cheapest, the coins are at least like ten bucks. You know, if if not more, usually. Yeah, you're not going to get them super cheap. So $30 buy-in still, that's not too bad. No, that's not bad. It just hurts worse when it's a coin you're giving away instead of a, you know, a $10 bill. Well, and right. I mean, I've given away duplicates at events before, so I don't really have any duplicates. So I guess, you, you know, I kind of don't want to give away, <laughs> you know, if I had duplicates, that'd be kind of cool because then you're like, oh, I already got that coin. So yeah. I'm sure that's what people do a lot. Yeah. Right. So what else were your, I guess, highlights? So they they did um, have a big announcement. I hope Devin mm. doesn't mind that I'm spilling the beans here, but Don't I guess it's out there technically. So um, 
they usually pick a mascot for the next year's event like a couple months or six months or so ahead of the event. But their big announcement this year was next year's mascot is the Luna Moth. Is that kind of like the New Jersey Devil? Is it like is this like a is this like a, a geo is this like a cryptozoology? I think it's like some sort of like firefly or lightning bug kind of thing. Like it it lights like up at night. Like, I I, like I had real? heard of it. It's real honestly. or is this like a is this like a I magical think so. creature? I don't know. Should we, <laughs> should we Google it? I'm going to Google it because I'm thinking it's like the, uh, you know, the moth. I think it's a real thing. Oh, okay. It appears to be a real thing. It just sounds like it's like Mothman or something, you know, the Luna Shows moth. how much we know about, yeah. about nature and stuff. Yeah, aren't we bad? Yeah, it's real. Oh, it's kind of cool looking though. Yeah, I'm not hurt that I'm not an entomologist. Right. It's okay. <laughs> we'll be all right. We have other hobbies. We'll be okay. The Luna Moth. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of cool looking. That make that make for a good coin. Are y'all are y'all checking this thing okay. out? Somebody says it's so. An I guess awesome it doesn't. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't light up apparently, but it's pretty sweet. <laughs> it that's cool. a, a big part of uh, the Geo Bashes. They always pick a mascot, and this right. year's was the Bobcat. Obviously, he's on the the sweatshirt. Yeah. He's on the coins. He's on their signs and everything. So. It's a big thing that they do. And they also gave away these little tiny coins. It has Ooh. the little Luna moth on it. So uh, they gave those away to everyone that went. Oh, neat. So that was kind of cool. Very awesome. So any uh, any other big thoughts from... And I know this is... How many times have you been? This is my third year. And every time I go, I kind of find a new a new place to to check out. Um, so some people probably think that oh, it's just a state park, like there's not much to do there other than hiking. But there's a lot of interesting stuff. Um, like they have um, there's some old ski jumps there. There's um, a, they had a tornado roll through in like the the 30s or 40s, I think. So you could go to the site of the tornado and see all the the wreckage and stuff. Um, mm. But this year, what I checked out was they have uh, an abandoned zoo oh, at wow. the Allegheny State Park. So they in it opened in 1933, and it was uh, technically called like an outdoor museum. But they would they had a, a like a bear exhibit and like tanks for fish and snakes and stuff. And then they would actually release them back into the wild at the end of the season, and then bring in new animals the next year. Wow. So that so you can go and you can see the the ruins of their their pavilion and the the little bear cave is still there and stuff. So that was pretty interesting. Would that be a ghost zoo like a ghost town? Yeah. It kind of was, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. The ghost zoo. That's awesome. Ghost zoo. That'd be a good place for yeah. a night cache. Ooh, yeah. A big spooky one. Very cool. All right. So you're uh, you're a big fan. You're gonna go next year, if uh, you don't end up with uh, uh, family duties again that you gotta go to. Or... <laughs> I'm I'm sure I will, but I'll probably go to both. Um, but it's it's not very far from my house. It's only like two hours, so it's the closest one uh, to bad. me. And I always enjoy 
we kind of we enjoy camping. We usually go a couple times a year, so this is just mm. like a, a combo kind of thing. So it works out really well for us. Right, and so most megas leave their uh, any of the new caches will still be there, so you can always go back and do anything you missed. Yep, right. I think uh, there's still caches from you know two or three years ago. Um, the the one thing is that state parks in New York have a, a two year limit on their permits. Oh, so usually okay. every two years uh, they either put you know archive it and put publish a new cache in the same spot, or they'll just archive it and put a new one somewhere else. Okay, very cool. Yep. So it keeps it fresh. There's still some new caches every year. I mean, even if like you've been three right. years, but there were still new caches for you to find. Yeah, absolutely. So if you say if you found um, the one cache two or three years ago, but then, you know, you could go back there again and find the the new published one in the same spot. So that's kind of nice. That's kind of that's a hint, right? It's a, it's a little secret edge you've got there for that cache. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, they might change it up. I'm not sure how much they change it up because I haven't actually found, you know, one of the same ones twice. Um. But I think they hide it in a little bit of a different spot, just in kind of the same general area. Mm. So before we wrap it up, anything else about the ASP Geobash? Um, I don't know. You really put me on the spot here. No, I, I, you know, I, you got to convince us, me and Gary, to go next year. I know it's um, <laughs> it's really fun. Like I said, we we really like camping, so this is like a really fun event for us. You go, you hang out all weekend, you cook s'mores on the fire and pretty much um you know there's a little bit of something for everybody i mean the big thing is the night caches which a lot of people in this area like um, especially because there's not many parks around that you can be in at night Mm. Um, so that's something that everybody likes to do especially because most of them stay in the park and then you can kind of just roam around and then head back to your site in the wee hours of the morning after you find some night caches that sounds fun. I, the only megas I've been to have been, you know, all city locations. Nothing, nothing like what you're talking about there. That sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Right, and it's it's it can be a real challenge because you're out in the middle of nowhere. But it kind of just makes it really nice because you know you don't you don't hear the cars going over the freeway and you don't see people <laughs> zipping down the road, and so it's really fun. Very I think cool. it needs to be on the list for next year. Yep, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Yep. <clears throat> well, uh, thank you, Sydney, for giving us updates. And uh, hopefully everybody, uh, I'm sure uh, I enjoyed hearing about uh, the different megas. That's a very unique one, too. I think that's always a good one to talk about. So mm-hmm. um, so coming up on the show um, next week, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I want to mention again, uh, for show 51, we're going to have on Sarah Murphy, the geocaching junkie. Uh, we're going to talk about geocaching and blogging with her. And it's a special uh, a special time. It's going to be 3 p.m. Central. So adjust your schedule <clears throat> and your, uh, your reminders accordingly for that show. Um, and then a uh, week after that, uh, June 4th, is show 52 been one year Daryl W. Forbes is going to be on the show he was on show one 
So he's going to be on show 52. I'm, I think uh, it's going to be a tradition. We're going to have Daryl on every year uh, on the anniversary, I think. Cause <laughs> We're going to force him to come back. Yeah, we'll force him to come back. Yeah, and I think uh, he was no, he was really uh, he was really excited about doing it, and uh, it's just fun to talk talk to Daryl anyway. But to do it on the one year anniversary, I think uh, will make it even even more special. So um, that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and then show fifty three um, on June eleventh. Uh, we are gonna that's where we moved the sh- the talk uh, discussion about the book uh, 201 Geocaches to Find Before You Die and also discuss the Lower Wilson um, uh, algorithm and how you can use that yourself to find, uh, to plan out uh, caches that you may be interested uh, in finding. So that's on Project GC, but it's a fascinating uh, algorithm. I think it'll be fun to talk about. I know it's we don't get too geeky about the the thing because it's it does all the work for you. So you just click in some numbers and it'll give you uh, it spits out some good information. So um, we'll talk more about that. That'll be an interesting one. I I bet based on the experience of some of our listeners, they've been they've been to several of the caches in the book. So that that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and something that you know, Jesse you mentioned to me as far as um, I will have um, I'll have a bookmark, um, and if I, I make it public and then we just give people the link, right? Yeah, yeah, and we okay. can put it in the notes and yeah. on the website as well for them to get to. So yeah, and That's something I'm, yeah, and something I'm going to do also um, is um, <clears throat> make that list. Uh, a little more user friendly for people also uh, in case they're interested in buying the book. I'll have that done before that show. So if you want to buy the book after you hear about the show and you want that, it'll be like the, it's going to be like um, the third edition of the, I've already redone the, redone the book a couple times to fix some, some, some uh, grammatical errors. So um, I'm going to put in another, uh, kind of update that list again because there is in the back of the book there's a state index and I know a lot of people when they buy the book they flip to the back and look at the state index because they want to know what's near them or if they're going to go somewhere you know what caches are in New York you know for example and there's a list so a good question came up in the chat room too is that it's on Amazon yes is that available outside the US yes um, okay. there, it, it's, oh, uh, yes. Um, it's, um, uh, and, and if you, if you try to buy it from like, say if you're in Europe and you're, you want to buy it, you go to an Amazon website, um, not us Amazon, but just the, like a, uh, international version of the Amazon website and you can purchase it there as well. Somebody so, says, hold on. There's a couple people talking about it now, but do they not have Amazon in Australia yet? Um, pretty sure they do amazon.com hmm. it's i don't know i mean yeah. we just make those assumptions a lot of times but sure looks like they may not if, hmm. n- if not you can also go to um create you can go to the create space website it's one word create space.com you can purchase it from there um you can go to the we'll amazon have, go ahead. we'll have to find out <laughs> we yeah. can't <laughs> We have international listeners. We can't. We yeah. can't leave a chunk out. That's it's a it's a really good book. So we'll we'll have to research that a little bit. 
Yeah. Maybe by the show we can know for sure. So we'll give you some more info. Yeah. We can we can do some checking for um we've got we've got folks in Australia that can help us out and uh, give us mm-hmm. some more information too. So yeah. Well, um folks, we hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please email us your comments either at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're always uh, tweeting about various things, so definitely uh, follow us. Uh, the show is at Geocache Talk. Uh, mine is at Gary Slinkard, one word. Uh, Jesse is at Memphis underscore Mafia. And Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And Facebook is facebook.com slash geocache talk. Uh, we're always putting some good stuff on there. So definitely uh, follow that page. Um, Jesse's really good about putting out some good info and uh, each, each uh, at least one a week. And so we, we, we try to make sure and update that. Uh, and the show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcastpedia. Uh, as Amazon well, Alexa. Alexa, Alexa, yeah. exactly. Very good. As well as the Geocache Talk uh, website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button. And we appreciate everybody who's done that. Uh, and um, that's below if you're watching on YouTube. And from that, you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Attend a mega like Sydney did and then go geocaching. So good night, everybody. Right. Right.